How do you explain the unexplainable? That warmth that fills you up from the inside out? Does it come from the air, the sea, the sun, the people? Or is it something that can't be put into words? Because Aruba is more than a beautiful island. It's a feeling that brings out a happier, sunnier you. That's the Aruba Effect. Plan your next visit at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by Cox Contour TV. Find the entertainment you love with Contour TV and Contour Stream Player. Learn more at coxcox.com slash contour. Good morning, Honey Hole Hangout. <laughs> oh, man. That, that was impressive. That was pretty loud for a 4 a.m. podcast. I know. It does feel like 4 a.m. in my mind right now. Right? It feels like 4 a.m.? We actually started podcasting when it was light outside. That was amazing to me. We changed our podcast date to Thursday so we could record, start recording an hour earlier. And we're recording the same time we always <laughs> And what time is it now? 8.15. We started at our normal time because we've been screwing around for an hour. <laughs> yep, seems about but right. But to be fair, we would normally screw around beforehand anyway and That's not really true. start. The last few weeks, it's been like 8.45 before we've even hit record. Well, the Wood yeah. Tip episode, we started recording mm, at like 12.30. 12.30, oh, yeah, 1 a.m. That one was a tough one for me to get through just because like, I, I went, was... I went. I, was I went back laid and laid out on that bed just talking. <laughs> I went back and when I listened to, it, I was like, "Man, we we talked about that." Hmm. Did, <laughs> that did was, it sound good? It sounded good. No, I thought it sounded great, but cool. I was like, I was so tired that I was like, hmm, "We talked about that." I couldn't remember our conversation. <laughs> it, was, it was like listening to a new episode. Yeah, I was definitely in and out of it a bit. So. Um, well, welcome to Honey Hole Hangout. Cliff, what's your tagline again? I got to get this thing memorized. Uh, you might learn something you probably won't, but you're guaranteed to laugh. Yeah. Yep. 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 Guaranteed a strong word, but yeah, I think there's some funny moments. <laughs> the only thing guaranteed in life is death and taxes. That's true. That's I said that. Unless you live on an island, then there's probably no taxes. Depends on where that island is. That's true, but hey, you, <laughs> you can what? tax yourself. <laughs> 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 build build on infrastructure. It's taxing to live on an <laughs> island by yourself. Tax yourself. It doesn't have to be monetary tax. True. Well. No, no. The island gets 4% of my coconuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, 2.5% of my shells. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome, guys. We're glad you're here. Um, we got some new reviews, no written ones, but we have some more five-star reviews. We appreciate everyone that's taking the time out of their day to go write us a review on Apple. And if you haven't left a review, we would really appreciate it if you help us out. Helps get our podcast out there and uh, helps more people find our podcast, which we're hoping to grow and get bigger and bring more content to you guys. So uh, with that being said, too, uh, if you are interested in supporting us, uh, we have some sweet stuff on our website. Yeah, Whiskey glasses coming to the website soon. Stickers, hats, some fun stuff that helps us. That helps us put gas in our car so we can drive over to Cliff's house and talk about fishing. Talk about fishing, make the sausage, as they say. Yeah. Speaking of sausage, our hog is done. Is it? We gotta go pick it up. What? What? How did you? Uh, what? How did you what get my hog? 
butchered. If you go split an Or you mean you left it in my cooler and I took it up there for you <laughs> so it wasn't wasted. No, I know. That's how. <laughs> I know. No, no, no. I'm talking about what, what cuts did you what cuts did you get? So she ended up being uh if you remember from our wood tip episode, Landon's hog was a little sow. Uh after we skinned it and uh gutted it and got it all quartered out. Um the two hams and the two shoulders probably came out to about 22 and a half pounds. Mind you, we did take out the back straps and the tenderloins of The her. tiny little baby tenderloins. Um, I kept those and I processed or vacuum sealed them mm-hmm. for you and froze them. Um, but I took the hog up to the same place that us and the majority of our friends go, I'd believe. Um, I don't know that for a fact, but Kleins. I wasn't going to blast them. No, no, they do good work. I don't, I don't mind sure. giving them a shout out. Well, they, they make that they better, really good chorizo. They better be paying. Chorizo's good. <laughs> they better be paying. <laughs> Reach out to us, clients and sponsor. Um, <laughs> uh, but she ended up being about 22 and a half pounds, so just shy of being able to do anything with casings. So I just, Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Okay. They have a 25-pound minimum for Sausage casing stuff. Huh. Okay. Um, that's that, that's if you wanted the whole hog in, in sausage. Yes. Okay. Um, or not the whole hog, but just like in general. Yeah, I mean, you shoot like, like a 100-pound hog, you know, you can get, well, there's probably, what, 70 pounds of meat on there? Yeah. 60 pounds? So well, how, you much can do, get how much do you think your 25? hog weighed before all that? I would say on the hoof, his hog was probably about 65-ish pounds. Now, would that have cleared the 25-pound limit? His hog? Yeah. No, it no, didn't. His it, hog, did. his, it didn't clear the 25-pound line. But I'm saying, like, had you just skinned it and brought it in whole hog. No, they make you, uh, for hogs, They it has to be gutted and everything. You cannot take a hog up there. So it has to be gutted and quartered. Uh-huh. Otherwise, it's like a 40-something dollar charge. It was, uh, like, okay. they want you to have it quartered out. Gotcha. Like, they don't, they're like, you know, we'll, we'll do what we can, but we're not going to do everything. Right. Gotcha. Uh, and that's only for hog, wild right. hogs. Yeah, because, like, white deer, deer, essentially, you gut it and you can bring it there. Skin on everything mm-hmm. else, and they'll take care of it. Yes, yes. Um, so I did us, I think, about ten pounds or so of uh, stew cuts, mm-hmm. um, and then split the rest of it between chorizo sausage and pan sausage, a spicy pan sausage. That's what I'm talking That's about. A spicy pan. So it's going to be something super simple, but it's a little extra meat in the freezer. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I didn't nick the bladder, we probably could have done casings and had a little bit more. Oh, because you c- could have combined the total. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. It just has to be totaled over 25 pounds. Gotcha. It's okay, Cliff. We'll, we'll get it next time. Hey, there's a story, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um... You still have that adrenaline rush from your hog? Do I still have it? No. No? <laughs> I've been beaten Several up. Several weeks later. I've been beaten up from work all this week. And honestly say I feel more defeated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Cliff. Um, but that's not, nor here nor there. Um, yeah, it, it actually didn't take them that long. They gave me a two-week window. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I literally just took it up there this past Saturday. Do they do year-round? It seems like they do. Yeah. I mean, it's out of deer season right now. I'm sure people shoot axis and stuff. And yeah. My brother dropped off an axis in, like, 
August or September? Oh, while I was up there, someone dropped off a whole cow. (laughs) (laughs) No way. So I got up there and no one was out back. And so I was, went to knock on the door and there's a trash can sitting right next to the door. And I looked down in it and it's just a whole like heifer head just sitting up, sitting up in there. I would have never, but I guess, yeah, they're a normal butcher too, outside Mm -hmm. of just, uh, the stuff for, um, for hunters. Yeah. I mean, you can, if you know how to clean a, a deer, you can clean You a, could probably clean a cow. Yeah. You have bigger cuts. And there's, like, different names for certain cuts because, like, mm-hmm. there's more of it. But but I think the mechanics of it would yeah. all be fairly similar. Mm-hmm. still good four quarters. And, Cliff, and, you killed this hog with a bow, right? Yes, I did. You did. You should talk about that. We already did. <laughs> if you want to listen, if you want to listen to that, the last episode, the wood tip episode, uh, it was Cliff's first archery kill, first yep. archery successful, the uh, first archery with wood tip pickle chip, the one that came out on the twenty third. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. yep. Um. Yeah. Let's move on. All right. Hey, do, you, do you grind your own? I forget. So I do. I have in the past. Uh, is uh, it more hassle than it's worth? Yes. Yeah. It's just easier. To I'm pay just getting them. processed. Like for for this hog, especially. Yeah. Um. I mean, I have a processor. I have everything that I really kind of need to do it here. Yeah. But to get like different cuts, because I don't know different cuts of like the names of it or how to get everything mm-hmm. off of it. Um, I legitimately still have a whole back cam in my refri- freezer from a past hog. Dude, I have a whole ham from a white tail right now in my feed um, freezer. And I'm just like the dethawing process and then butchering it up and then freezing it all again. is just, I don't know. But yeah. the one thing though, the one thing I found about um, places you get processors, they I, at least the place I've taken mine to, they won't give you the whole cuts off the ham. Like, they will... Now, a lot of late places want to, like... The, the, they'll either give you the whole ham, they'll cut the ham in half for you, or they will, they want to grind it or turn it into stew meat or something. But yeah. they, like, and I love the tenderloin, I love the uh, back straps, but, like, there are some good cuts on the hams, especially on a whitetail or, like, an axis. Like, yeah, you, I mean, you want to cook whole. hams and shanks and stuff like that. Right, and there, there's good stuff on there that you want, like, the top, eye of round and stuff that you want to eat like you would a backstrap, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's where I don't I don't know how to, to necessarily butcher it that way. Next, so time a, I just, next time you get a deer, I don't mind showing you. I've done it now. I've done it probably six or seven times, which isn't a ton, but... I just... Uh, the last time I did it, um, and I processed it out myself, I ended up getting sick off of the hog. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what, for this next hog, until I learn uh, how to do, like, the whole cuts that I want, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to just pay to do it. And this hog, it literally is coming out to $65 to get the whole yeah. thing processed. So it's For me, hogs, I feel like are different, too, just because I don't, like... I don't know. But for whitetail, I know I want a lot of those whole cuts. Mm-hmm. And so... I think I think Kleins will do, on a deer, will get you those whole cuts. I may look into it because, like I said, the places I've been to before, they're like... They're like I ask them for the, like, the whole cuts from the hams. And like, what do you mean? Like, you want it like cut in half? Or you just want the whole ham? Well, a lot like, of times the people there, they're... They don't work with the, ants, the yeah, animal. They yeah, don't I know totally those bad. cuts. Yeah. 
Um, but clients has it set up pretty easy where it's pretty much a checklist. You just go through and tell them what you want. Yeah. yeah. My, my thing is I'm just doing, I'm getting processed and, every time. Yeah, and every time. To, to be honest, like if you're going to go through the whole butchering process of it, you're wasting, or I'm not going to say wasting, but it's going to take you a lot of time versus oh yeah it takes me you drive up there drop it off get what you want pay the deposit they can do stuff that you would never do like yeah because like chorizo i don't have all the spices for right. chorizo but yeah. the thing is like for me even when i do get it processed i only get like a couple pounds of chorizo versus you know i may drop off 40 pound animal and get 2 pounds of chorizo so like for me necessarily it's not worth to drop it off of the processor to get those couple of select things that I want when like I'm perfectly fine for the most part, just dealing with the whole cuts. Cause like we, Kendall and I will make more of like a roast or like a steak almost mm-hmm. with any of the ham cuts and then just throw, you know, vegetables and potatoes with it or something, you know? And it's like, it's an easy meal. It tastes great. And I think it just depends on what you want to do. Yeah. Like I said, I, I can process the majority of it. Mm-hmm. Some of those cuts I don't know how to do and get off of them properly. Yeah. Um, and that's when I defer to a, a processor. Yeah. Uh, I also just find it easier and it probably easier. worth my money and time. Hey, there's a cat. Hey cat. Um, probably worth my money and time to just drive up there and drop it off and come back. It, it really just depends. Yeah. I don't know. For sure. I would like to be able to sit down and truly process it, but doing it out of my apartments, no, no. easy feat. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm I'm just doing processing all the way. Just the time, it's easy. The time required. I like the specialty cuts that the processors can do. Um, also, I do think that like with whitetail, they age it somehow or some way that makes it taste a little better. I think they age well. Obviously, they didn't age this hog too long. Yeah, but I mean, technically, I guess you could say we aged it. They have a stand-in freezer. Here. They may let it sit for a few sit, days. Let it sit for a while. Because I feel like this last my last deer. I think I processed literally the afternoon I shot it and it's not bad at any meat. Like the meat is still great, but it's just, it is a little different than the one that weighed. Well, I know, I know beef, like the standard age that they want to do or let it hang is like 21 to 22 days. Yeah. Like, yeah, I ain't got the space to let that hang for that long. Mm -hmm. No. All right. Um, what are we drinking tonight, Zach? Uh, we have the whistle big pig flight. Uh, the one we're doing right now is the 10-year. Uh, so if you guys don't know, Whistle Pig is a rye. Um, you know, I'm actually, I'm not a huge rye fan. Um, I've only ever had it a couple times, though, because the few times I've had it, I like, I prefer bourbon 10 times more. I would say if I wanted rye, it's probably going to be a mix of some sort. Like to make an old fashioned. Like an old fashioned with rye. Yeah, the and the flavors are good. So rye is typically a little more spicy, like... It's, it's still, it has that sweetness that bourbon does, not as much, um, but there's just something about it that's just a little weird, mm-hmm. you know, but it smells great. I actually like it. See, I think it tastes like Makers. Uh, no, I drink a I lot of Makers. Yeah, I don't think it tastes like Makers as much. I think it tastes like Makers. Uh, I liked it. Yeah, it's just, it's got like this, Whistle like, pig. it's got like this it's almost like a bite to it. It does. That you don't get from a bourbon. Age 10 years. Yep. Yeah. I like the logo too. Okay. 
You guys want to jump in the next one? Yeah, I don't know if I'd buy it. I do like it. That's you know what? That's exactly how I feel with rye. Like if it's if it's somebody's making me a drink with rye or somebody has some rye, I will always try some. But I don't feel the need to have a bottle of rye in my pantry at all times. Mm-hmm. You know? No, absolutely. Let's see what this next one tastes like. So this next one is the twelve year. There's a little bit left. Finish it off, Zach. Okay. So, yeah, so the first one was a 10-year. This is a 12-year. I don't think they do anything specific, like keep it, finish it in a certain – oh, no, this one's a wine cask finish, so it's probably going to be a little more uh, fruity. Oh, man. Better? Definitely fruity. Yeah. No. It's like – Oh, yeah. Ooh, well. It's like... It punches you in the mouth with how fruity it is. It, like, starts off as almost, like, wine-like. Yes. And then it gets, like, rye, and then it <laughs> finishes weird. Uh, no. Not a fan of this one. Yep. Huh. No one bought me that. <laughs> You're going to be very disappointed. And it finishes you off with a dry mouth. Yeah. Yeah, it does, right? Well, like well, Like a wine would. Like a dry wine. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to... Uh, that might be my chase l- it with a palate cleanser of uh, Coors some, Light, some Rocky Mountain water. <laughs> hmm. Now that that right there, yeah, some is, is that's some a good one. <laughs> water, huh? It's as cold as the Rockies. The mountains are blue. Man, I don't know about this one, guys. This might be, you know, always, we always talk about which one's our favorite. This might be my least favorite. I'm right there with you. Drink yeah. that we have tried. It, There's almost one like medicinal about it as well. Yeah, it like when you drink it, it like punches you in the face with like. Nah, I think floral. I'd rather drink cough syrup than that. <laughs> and then eh, the finish is, at least with cough syrup, I know I'm going to get that cringy taste. Hmm. What's right. this next one, Zach? Fifteen. Fifteen year. It's just a straight rye. Ninety-six proof. Yeah, 92 proof. So, this one probably be similar to the other one. If it does the same thing bourbon does, it might be a little more mellow. A little more, like, vanilla-y almost. Caramel-y. I like how they actually did a uh, a cork for these, even though they're just sample sizes. Oh, yeah, have you played with it? It's I haven't like, played with it's it It's super, yet. like, uh, like stress, tra- stress toy friendly. Ooh. Or fidget toy, you know? I shouldn't have finished that. No, you shouldn't have. Uh, yeah, but that's a, that. I will say for Whistle Pig, that is a nice touch. That yeah. even on their sample sizes, they give you the cork and everything instead of it being like a twisty top. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the the little trial pack was neat. Yeah, one of these. That, I think I'm it's the let fifteen. You try this one first, Zach. I think it's the fifteen. That's super hard to find, um, and that's why you buy the flight. Yeah, because they, you know, everybody can try it. It smells a lot better. Yeah, this is probably going to be similar to the 10. Maybe a little bit. I almost don't want to drink it after the last one. Like, it <laughs> kind of, like, ruined uh, my palate. That yeah. one's uh, that one's a lot more smoother. Yeah, that's what I figured. Probably, like, like 10, 10, but smoother, maybe a little more tiny bit. Uh, so, I would definitely rank it 15, 10, and then the 12-year-old wine finish yeah. one. Hmm. 
I don't know, guys. 15 is nice. Yeah, I like it. 15 is a good one. Mm-hmm. It's dry, too, though. Maybe the last one ruined my palate. I like the 15. Yeah, that 12 one was hard, but the, the oh. 15 is great. 10 is good. 12 is no. Yeah, I would not buy that 12. Mm-mm. Ian. Ooh. What do you think of the whistle pig? Yes. I heard you have a, a sparkling water review. Dude, what? okay, I've got something better than a sparkling water review. I have a Synergy Raw Kombucha review. <laughs> <laughs> kombucha? Kombucha. Did you make it yourself? I mean, he's, I did he's not. No, I bought now. it. <laughs> hey, man, that's true. <laughs> um, if nobody, if you don't know what kombucha is, it's basically fermented tea. Um, this was made by Synergy Raw Kombucha. It's got this pretty cool logo. It's organic and unpasteurized because uh, I'm healthy or something. <laughs> um, what flavor is this? Um, it's gluten-free, vegan, and non-GMO, and you get a cash refund if you live in Michigan, Connecticut, Hawaii, Iowa, Maine, New York, or Vermont. You get like ten, 10 cents. cents. Yeah, actually, it's five cents in some states. <laughs> I think um, the standard is normally five cents. Why do they give you a refund for what? To return for the bottle for recycling. Oh, the recycle. Gotcha. Yeah, for recycling. Um. Okay, let's give this a taste. It's got 12 grams of sugar, you guys which like is kombucha? actually not that bad because this is a 16-ounce bottle. I honestly have never had kombucha. It's good. It's I've never bad. had, like, the farmer's market stuff, but I've had, like, the, you know, Target stuff. There's a good company um, based out of here in San Antonio that makes kombucha, and I it's probably one of my favorite ones. Really? Yeah. You can buy it if you go to the farmer's market down at the Pearl. Yeah. Uh, I have tried theirs. Okay, yeah. Theirs is top-notch. Now, I have had some of the H-E-B ones, because mm-hmm. I think that one's called Element. Um, yep. I had one from H-E-B where they were trying to get into it, and they had two of them that they were making, and one was good, mm-hmm. um, and then they had one that was really, really bad. Really? Like, it tasted like battery acid oh, and yeah, just good. nasty. Well, Ian, what do you think? Man, I give it, it it's okay. Yeah. Like, I give it like a six out of ten. Like, it's it tastes really good. Um, it's got ginger, black tea, green tea, kiwi juice, raspberry juice, lemon juice. It, honestly, it's not that great. I've had other <laughs> better kombucha. Um, we're going to go with six out of ten. I think so I said seven. Three I out of five. like three. Okay, five out of ten. <laughs> um, I like kombucha, but especially in the summer when it's like really hot. But uh, and it's okay. It's basically fermented tea, so it's got some caffeine in it. Mm. Yeah, it'll give you a little bit of a pep. Um, yeah, it yeah. can give you a little bit of a buzz. Yeah, if you haven't, especially if you don't drink caffeine regularly. Yeah. Well, thanks for bringing that review, Ian. Uh, we got some questions. Zach, you had some questions uh, yeah, yeah, written yeah. down. That I wanted to go through. Uh, a couple of things. The first one, actually, Ian brought up. Um, what do you guys like to eat when you're in the blind? Or maybe when you're out fishing. Or fishing. Just outdoors. Well, I'll start off by saying that if you're sitting in a blind and you're about to unpackage a honey bun, a hog will walk to the feeder. 
It is tested at least once. At least I have a hundred percent success rate on trying to open a honey bun. Trying <laughs> to open a honey bun and then watching a hog walk out to a feeder. Very nice. Um, so is that your your honey one? Bun? Oh, are we doing only doing one? Yeah. Or how many ever you want to do it? It's your show. We're just living in it. It's my show. No, it's our show. But right now, I run the show, that's, but it's our show. That's not what you were saying earlier. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is your moment, dude. You know, peanut butter crackers are always Ooh. a solid snack yeah, because, are. you know, you get the protein, they're filling, and they got the salt. So if you're out, like, really working, you know, you feel good after eating the salt. Um, I, I would have to say, like, as a legit snack, I and I always pack peanut butter crackers. That's a good. One. I don't think about that that often, but yeah, peanut butter crackers are kind of like one of those perfect snacks. Mm-hmm. Oh, unless you're allergic to peanuts, which I'm sorry, but but then it's still a dude. Perfect I am snack. allergic to peanuts. <laughs> it's true. It doesn't change the. Are you really? Are you? Yeah. No. Not. Uh, I don't. Yes, I am. I don't go into anaphylactic shock, but yeah, no, I can't eat them. So almond are you butter allergic to peanut crackers. butter? Peanuts, like my brother's allergic to tomatoes. It just makes his mouth itch, and then he ruins everyone's time. Man, it gives you really, <laughs> it gives you really bad GI pain. But no, I can't eat peanuts. I buy almond butter or you know cashews. So you do almond butter something. crackers. So you, you can make your. I own. do. Yeah, uh-huh. you can make your. Wait, they have almond butter crackers. Does Lance make almond butter? Crackers? Yeah, man, at Whole Foods. But like, of course, dude. Okay, so if anyone wants to know on the podcast. I, I am celiac, so and I don't really drink alcohol. And I do live sometimes. in Austin, and I live in Austin. Drinking okay, here's the deal: <laughs> if you have food allergies, Austin, Texas is like a gold mine because you have a lot of like. All I'm hearing is you're the most hipster of us. Yeah, you shoot a trad. You think I'm bow. hipster? You shoot a trad bow, dude. I do shoot Foods. a trad bow, dude. I got the <laughs> car ride you can borrow every now and then. Oh, Zach does it, Tinkara. Who's more hipster, Zach or Ian? It's Wait, a Cliff, Cliff, <laughs> it's I want to hear you describe me as a hipster. Go for it. You live in Austin. Uh-huh. Okay. You drink kombucha. Okay. You are always on point with some random obscure music. You, thank you. shop at Whole he Foods. He said thank you. <laughs> Um, you don't use a coffee pot for your coffee in the morning. Yeah, you only use pour over. That's okay, dude. I did the same thing. Ian, how I many? I just fl- to throw you under the bus for. How it. many flannels do you own, Ian? Flannel, like one or two, dude. I love nine. So he runs, he so has like, flannel. Check. Yeah. Um, he has a beard. Yeah, he, has a or beard. he did. <laughs> <laughs> I like how beards just mean you're a hipster. Now. They used to. We, not all, as much we all have beards. How often do you wear flip flops? Uh, I wore flip flops today. I wear flip flops and cowboy boots. <laughs> I wore flip flops today. No, do you he, ever wear he, flip flops and cowboy boots, or cowboy boots that are flip flops? What? That sounds weird. No, no, no. that's trashy, man. Come no, on. but saying you wear the only two pair of shoes you wear, flip flops and cowboy boots, is pretty hipster thing to say. <laughs> it's not a bad Dude, maybe thing. Maybe I am. just embrace it. Embrace it. I feel like hipsters, though, like. I was at a coffee shop one time and these this guy was like talking about like beard oil. Mm-hmm. And he was like, No, dude, you have to make your own. When you make your own beard oil, it's so great. And I was like, That is hipster. Yeah, that's right? pretty that's, yeah. To make I mean, your own that's, beard oil. that's pretty crunchy. And, but it is also resourceful. Crunchy. Yeah. Have you ever Yeah, uh, crunchy is have you ever uh, heard that before? No. It's like hipster, Crun- but you make everything yourself from home. No, like, I make my granola. granola people. Granola. Yeah. 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 
I gotcha. If I had the means, I'd make my own beard oil. But. Thanks. I guess I am the most hipster. I don't know. Yeah. I don't it's think not, of myself as hipster. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. I used to be called hipster all the time when I worked at a coffee shop. Yeah. When did you work at a coffee shop? College. You also have a pin-up tattoo. Dude, you worked at a so coffee shop for a long you time, do have bro. A yeah. tattoo. You also had a nose ring at one point. I have had and have hipster tendencies. <laughs> yes. I am not saying that it's a bad Wait, thing. Wait, let's do let's do Cliff. Okay. Nip, nipples pierced. I don't have my nipples pierced. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cliff worked at a coffee shop. Yeah. Two. Uh he fly fish before Dude, school. One time we were on the river and you were listening to Connor Obers, right? Like Bright Eyes. That yeah. one time we went fishing with me, you and Will. That's pretty. I that love Connor Obers, by the way. Yeah, dude. Bright Eyes, like early 2000s. <laughs> he made great music, but that's pretty hipster, bro. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, like I said, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. I'm just saying you're the most hipster of us. Right. And primarily it's because of where you live. Yeah. And I'm not. And I'll, I'll be the first to admit I have and have had. Hipster tendencies. Yeah, dude. I like now, good in, pour over. In the in the heyday, I probably would have given you a run for your money. <laughs> but I have to I simmer think, down. Like for I don't know, man. Down compared to like like I don't have tattoos, like I don't have a man bun. Like <laughs> like um like sorry, this is gonna get really serious. I don't have like those like John Lennon circular ray bands. Like, dude, da- you guys should come to Austin because like downtown, I'm I'm like on the lesser end i don't know maybe i am hipster so uh we are gonna fix your tattoo problem yeah we're gonna get it okay let's talk about that real quick i don't have a tattoos and historically i've been kind of against them but i'm not fully opposed so what do you want to get if it was a fishing one okay okay my next tattoo i'm still not like i don't know i i don't think i would if i did it would have to be like a really small one like on my forearm or something like that i thought you were gonna say your forehead <laughs> dude no but i love post malone although like that guy has face tattoos dude, face tattoos say, man just not for me but i, I love say, as his far music. as like hip-hop or yeah. something goes post is probably my favorite one of my favorite artists dude and he's from texas he's awesome did you guys see that pokemon yeah. concert he did no, <laughs> but Post is pretty hipster in of himself. Yeah, he is. Like only drinking Bud Light because he wants to be ironic. Only wearing Crocs. Hey, don't have you seen? Don't hate on Crocs. Oh, have you seen his Nirvana covers? Crocs. I just said Post Malone wears Crocs. Mm-hmm. What was that, Ian? Have you seen his Nirvana covers? No, no. good. Dude, the man can him, play guitar I have and seen him sing Sunshine. Uh, at a, it looked like a, just a college, like apartment party, uh, before. And it was a pretty good rendition of it. Mm. So, okay. Back on, we are way off topic. <laughs> so back to snacks. Uh-huh. Cliff, what are your like two go-to hunt and fishing snacks? Give us two. That you didn't say, um, beef jerky. Yep. Is one good. that I normally have. On stack, um, I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have to reiterate the peanut butter crackers. Yeah, it's 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 such a solid 
hunting, fishing snack because you hit all your bases. Yep. Also, oatmeal cream pies are. Ooh, oh, that's a good point. Uh, what do you guys feel about Cliff Bars? Because I think they're disgusting. I, I tried like myself so to like myself. I tried to like them for so long, and I just can't. I think I RX like bars here's, are here's better. The yeah, RX are way to go. Here's Certain the thing flavors. with Cliff Bars. They're Cliff Bars, different. if you guys remember, 10, 15, Zach, do you remember when we used to rock climb? Yeah. And like everyone there ate Cliff Bars. Like this is like 10, 15 years yeah, ago. Yeah, the whole thing. You're just Because they were like. Hipster hole no, in. dude. No, no. Hipster <laughs> is totally different than granola, dude. Anyway, dude, go yes. on. But yeah, do you remember? They do. Okay. They have some similar things, right? They typically want to buy like straight to consumer, stay away from like the man sort of thing. But they're, they're very different in a lot of ways as well. Tell me what you guys think about this. So I feel like Cliff Bars used to be like the go-to because they were like a pretty early, like, I don't know. I felt like 10, 15 years ago, a lot of people purchased them in the outdoor community. But they were like Starbucks. We're just going to put a bunch of people on blast. They used to be the best. And I felt like other people have surpassed them. That's my opinion. Yeah, no, I I think they got comfortable. But yes. I don't. But you know what? They probably still sell millions of them all yeah, the time. Yeah, so they're like, I don't care what you do. They're like, hey. I still, I still eat them, but I think there's better tasting stuff out mm-hmm. there. I'll say it like this. I like Cliff Bars, and I like Cliff Boxes, because then I ain't got to write my name on it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I'd have to prefer RX Bar over Cliff Bar. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. so, uh, Ian, you give us your two blind snacks, and I'll give you mine. Say it again. Your two blind or fishing snacks. Two blind or fishing snacks. Uh, sunflower seeds. Ooh, yeah. That's a point. For sure. That's a good one. Uh, sunflower seeds are awesome because you can chew them in the blind and eat them. You can go to, like, baseball game, like, whatever. Wait, who goes to baseball games? I go to baseball games. Ian loves baseball games, so, too. Right? That's yeah, like, man. I feel like in college, there's a huge point. Me and you both love baseball. Yeah, dude, I love baseball. And we have like the – do you guys games. have a triple A? You guys have a double or triple A team? We have the Round Rock Express. Yeah, we, we have the missions. the missions. Or I thought they changed yeah. their names, or was that just like a seasonal thing? They're keeping their name, but the they're actually bumping up a league. So they're getting closer to Yeah, they're to closer to the MLB yeah. now. Hmm. Dude, uh, triple A baseball – like I saw Jerickson Pro Far. This is like seven, eight years ago. Hmm. Hit a grand slam, and he got traded to the Rangers the next week. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. We need like, to go to a missions at, game as a yeah, group. Yeah. That would be – I saw uh, – Sunflower seeds. Uh, dude, I love uh, spicy – whatever the barbecue spicy Fritos are, like the twists. Oh, yeah, those are good too. Like the chili cheese one over. Yeah, yeah. I would yeah. Or have no, to put the caveat on that as a fishing snack. Because they're loud? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's like Sun Chips, like my favorite, but I don't know what they make their bags out of, but it's like the loudest substance on the planet. It's so loud. Mm. What are yours, Zach? Uh, sun Chips, even if it's loud, and I can make it happen. And um, I like like a, you know, like a little pocket like peanut Packs, little pocket uh, like yeah. trail mix packs. Trail mix, yeah. Trail mix, trail mix is a solid one too. Yeah, you get a little bit of everything. But beef jerky is hard to beat for me. Like, it's just like a good go-to. It's just, I don't know. I always usually have some. I would say question. I would say though, before you get, ask your question, because this is all on the same topic. Um, I would say the way I rate it is fishing. I don't care how loud the snack is. Sound doesn't matter to me. So I'm going to go for the most tastiest, fillingest, 
good food right. I can find. So yep. Fritos, whatever, Funyuns, the crunchiest thing I can find is probably going to be one of my go-to. But in a blind, I have sat there before and I have ate uh, Fritos before. And like halfway through that sit, I was like, I will never do this again. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Question. When you're eating trail mix, do you separate the M&Ms no. and then eat no, them separately? That's cheating. No. Yeah, why would I do that? I do that. What? Yeah, I want to eat. So you're not eating trail mix. You're eating I, peanuts and then M&Ms. You know, people love the salty sweet thing, like dipping your fries in a milkshake. Yeah. I do not. I will eat the salty, then I will eat the sweet. I don't like the so combination. What do you do with your raisins? I eat the raisins. With? The peanuts and stuff. Because I don't really like raisins. <laughs> so I just throw them in with the peanuts. He so throws them away. It sounds to me like you don't like trail mix. <laughs> no, no. Like I, I, I like trail mix. <laughs> you, you like peanuts and you like M&M's. <laughs> no, I like trail mix. And you can get trail mix without raisins too. Yeah, but. I'd say those uh, peanut packets that you get at the gas station. Yeah, like two look, for a dollar. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Those, those are, are pretty clutch oh, for blinds. You know, I was on a, shout out to Joel. I went on a Guadalupe. Holstein? No, <laughs> not a shout that out to him. Me up. <laughs> Joel, I did a float on the Guadalupe this year. I know he listened, so what's up, Joel? He bought uh, it was pepper cheese wrapped in pepperoni sticks. Okay, um, good. they were awesome. Pepperoni is good. Cheese is good. A awesome. sandwich is also a good snack. <laughs> sandwich is a good snack. <laughs> no, but yeah. a sandwich is. I put that on like a Ooh. meal. Okay, is no, no, it no. A snack or Uncrustables. Meal? On point. Mm, yeah, Uncrustables point. are good. I'd rather have a PB&J, like, straight up. I would say, though, I, I'm going to agree with Landon. With? PBA, PB&J, straight up, uh-huh. is probably better to me than a Crustable. Uncrustable. Yes. Unless mm. I can get that Uncrustable frozen. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and, and, and the, the peanut butter is still good. <laughs> instantly jumps up yeah. way above. A frozen Uncrustable is fantastic. Yes. <laughs> But by the time you're eating it in a blind or out fishing, it's it's thawed. It's so PB and J goes wins. Yeah. What is the next question, Zach? <laughs> uh, okay, so this time of year, right? Bass are moving around a little bit. Uh, you'll find them a lot of times bedding. Uh, what do you guys think about the ethics of fishing for bedded bass versus like people make such a big and rightfully so about like trout on reds, you know? But people are like, hey, those bass are bedding. Let's hit them, you know? And nobody bats an eye. I think it's basically it's the same thing. No, I agree. It's no, I think it's the exact same thing. I mean, they're Um, on their bed, they're spawning, they're protecting their bed. If the bass is on a bed, then that means it's spawning. Which is if a trout or whatever is on a red, red. then it's spawning. So I think of it's the same thing. I think the key issue there is normally bass are regarded as a hardier. Yep. And more robust fish than trout. Right. Like or, if you catch a bass on a bed, chances are you put it back, it goes back to its bed. It and it's going to live. Yeah. Whereas a trout, it could be a little bit more iffy. It's already stressed out a little bit. But I think if you're going to do one, then you might as well do the other. Like I'm not going to say you're wrong in it or whatever. If it's mm-hmm. legal and that's how you want to fish, I'm all for it. But... If I see, if you're yelling at someone online for fishing on reds, and then we go fishing, and you're like, oh, I'm going to hit this bass bed, then I'm going to call you out on it, too, because it's the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. You think so? Yes. Wait, so if somebody says, I won't fish a trout red, but I will fish a bass bed, you think there's an issue there? Yes. 
Okay. Because it, because there's it's a double standard there. Right. And I don't agree with that. What you get, the problem you get into is that um it's almost how do I articulate this well? Now take my comment as probably the least fishy person of the group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I'm trying to how how think of how to articulate what I want to say. Um you get to the point though where you're like, well, I'll fish for this fish on a red. I won't fish for this fish on a red. I will fish where you have to know the species and like make an educated guess. And then you start going down the hole of like, well, salmon spawn, steelhead spawn, whatever other panfish spawn. And you start going down this hole of like, you pick and choose which one you want. Is it like, is the gray area okay? Or is it like a one-size-fits-all rule? Now, I, I agree there's probably some nuance there that I'm overlooking in it all. But just off of a face value argument, I would say that it's the exact same thing is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. But I'm, there there is nuance there. Like I said in no, the beginning there, of it is that, a bass on a bed is it spawning. A trout on a red is it spawning. That's the same thing. But there is nuance there because a bass is a more well-known, hardier, hardier. more robust fish. Probably isn't going to affect it as much as it would the trout. Well, and the funny thing about that is the mentality is totally opposite. Um, right. Like, I would say the fishing community is like, don't fish for fish on reds. But people count down for betting bass. Like but people are like, oh, the bass are betting. I yes. have to go fishing. Yeah, like, this is like, the time. Yeah. This, The females are the heaviest. If I want to catch a record, it's when they're on a bed. Right. And see, all I'm saying is that I wish there was more consistency in it. Yeah. And that's that's where my argument goes, is that if you want to fish for bass on beds... Good for you. So be it. You do to you, boo. But don't turn around and then yell at someone for fishing trout or yell at someone for fishing trout who's on its red. Well, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe it's culturally acceptable to do yeah, both. I don't know enough information. I just, exactly. I just know what the culture does, yeah, which is I just know that. trout red's bad, bass bad's good, you know. Yeah, and knowing the culture, like I would, I'm just trying to get into the weeds of the argument a little. No, bit. for yeah. sure. Yeah, I think it's something to think about. You know, um, I just don't know enough about it. You know, I don't know how it works. I don't know if, like you said, bass on beds are just more likely to go back to the bed. But if you remove a trout, oh, they will like, go back to the bed, right? But I don't know if a trout. Yeah, you can catch will... the same bass all day long on the same <laughs> yeah, bed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I just don't know. Yeah, it's an interesting conversation for sure. Yeah. Um, I might do a little more research and then bring it back up. I just see it as my point that I am stressing that I want to get across is if you do one, don't yell at someone for doing the other. Yeah, like you may have your own personal reasons to do one or the other. Right. I think the more important thing than even like not fishing for a fish on her that was a double negative but you guys get what i'm saying is if you see a bass bed or a panfish bed or a throw to it trout red don't walk on it yeah that's that will 
Like, that's the big thing that people are harping on is, like, there's a red right there. And that's the easiest educatable thing where you could be polite to someone. Instead of yelling at them, like, yeah, don't fish that red. No, you I know, will, like, I've seen people stomp through, like, trout reds before. And bass beds. And bass beds. I would say, like, do your due diligence. If you see, like, a if if the bottom of the river is grassy and you see a perfect circle in the river, whether it's trout, or Bass, like a semi-perfect semi circle or like a cleared-out area, that fish has cleared that area to lay its eggs. Don't walk on it. No, I would agree with that, and that's just that's just being a conservationist but, and helping out the and ecosystem. And I don't think a lot of people know that. I think that's a point to hammer home. But that's not the same as fishing that bed or that red. Well, walking on it will do more harm than fishing it. Correct, which is what so I'm I saying. So I think it's a con- as a conservation point to nail home, the most important thing is don't walk on it because you walk on it, you're killing however many thousands of eggs that fish laid. Right. No, I agree with that for sure. We, we have get, a listener question? We do. Maybe some more came in because I haven't checked in a while. Let's see. Uh, have y'all ever done a fly fishing tournament? Like a one fly. I'd like to myself. Uh, I have not. Me neither. I actually have. Which ones? The uh, the Alamo Fly Fishers does a one fly tournament up in on the Nueces River at yeah, Camp the Wood. Pretty. The Bud Pretty. That is really fun. They're doing it this year. And uh, I got an email. I need to check the dates. But I would be interested in, interested in going and doing it again. Yeah. Are you still involved with them? Uh, they uh, have been inactive because of COVID. So, no. So, yes. So, Will no. you start going back as soon as it starts back up? Uh, probably. I like going to the meetings. Um, and I and I have a lot of friends in the club. So, I will probably go back. But I was an officer at one point. I probably will not be an officer again. If they ask me to speak, which the whole reason I know about it is because they asked me to speak at the One Fly event. Gotcha. But I didn't reply fast enough. I told them I would, but then they're like, ah. You were too slow. Gotcha. So now, I will say that is where we met. Yeah, we met at Alma Fly Fishers, but they're doing a one fly tournament this year, and it's not like a. Um, I can't remember the rules exactly. It's not like you can only use one fly all day. I but you can use like one type of fly all day. I think it's either one type of fly. Like if you were going to fish a lano bug, you could have twenty in your box. It doesn't matter. Like you're not stuck to like losing the one. But they have a bunch of different categories. Like most fish, biggest bass, biggest other fish. Like of different categories, you can different win. types of fish. And the people that do win the most fish category are like catching over a hundred fish. But they just like, can pull you out use just the corny worm. Yeah, like they're using like a corny worm and like <laughs> throwing it like tiny panfish. Yeah. And then. Yeah, that's what I would do. Pull them out all day. So. Yeah, put a corny worm on, go to the pearl, have yourself a talk. <laughs> so. Stop but at LaGoria, get a margarita. That would, be, that would be a fun event maybe for us to think about going to. Yeah. You can rent, they do the little campsite they do. You can rent cabins and go out there and do a campfire and fish and hang out and have a good time. It's hey, a, or maybe do a honey hole event. Yeah. People Ooh. have asked us to do a honey hole we tournament. We have been asked to do a honey hole fishing tournament. Maybe we do a honey hole fishing tournament. Maybe we just like, uh, hey, meet us out. Find like a campsite that rents cabins or yeah. like tent spots and have a big event. Big blowout. Big blowout. We just do it at the Pearl. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> you catch the most fish, the Pearl? So, yeah, I, I think uh, fly fishing tournaments are fun. Um, 
Uh, I know the the one fly that I'm it's it's not too serious, mm-hmm. you know. It's just fun get together. I think that's how a lot of the there is a legit one fly tournament for trout fishing where it's like you get one fly and there's like fly tires specifically for that tournament because they know how to build flies it'll like hold up to like 30 40 fish because you get a trout with some teeth and you're throwing like a hopper that thing's getting torn up in a couple fish and uh you hook it in a tree and break it off you're you're done you're done you're done so uh but yeah we should we should look into that and if you guys want to fish in that tournament uh i would maybe go to alamo fly fishers website or something like that or their facebook page and i think they posted it to the facebook page so you look like you want to say something cliff i do but i'm not going to oh (laughs) okay uh that's all of our questions we let's get into some articles who wants to go first let me go first because it's on my phone oh actually before we do that one thing. Let me get this pulled up. Y'all ready for a little bit of wood tip? Dun, 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 dun. Morning, boys. This here is wood tip pickle chip giving you another call. Uh, you know, boys, it's uh, another beautiful morning here in the south. Okay. Down here with my pump jacks. All right. Drinking a little coffee. I put a little extra in my coffee this morning. You know how it goes, okay? You know how it is. You know, you've been here, okay? You got to, you got to get things started right, okay? And, uh, you know, you know, I'm going to tell you, boys, all right? Um, you know, been a little mention, okay? That, uh, you know, no fooling. You know, wood tip needs to come up with some extra material. You know, some more things, you know, saying about wood tip. All right, but, uh, boys, let me tell you what. I'm a simple man, okay? I'm a... <laughs> You boys know what I like, okay? Pump jacks and pigs, all right? Pump jacks and pigs is what I like. So, you know, that's pretty much it. Pretty much, you know, pretty much where I stays, you know. But uh, anyhow, you know, it's nice having you boys down here, okay? And I'm glad y'all had a good time. You know, I'm glad you, you know, some of y'all took home some meat, okay? And some of y'all took home some mud, okay? No, fuck <laughs> A little cakey down here, okay? All right, but, uh, you know, glad to, ha- glad to have you guys down here. You know, it's a pretty good time. Anyhow, you know, so I figure I'd start off, you know, maybe giving you boys a little recipe. Uh, so here's a little recipe for cooking your pig, okay? All right, first thing is, uh, you need to get you a little mesquite wood, okay? And get you a grill, okay? And pretty much the rest just kind of falls together, okay? <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like, <laughs> no foaling. That's really all you need, okay? Get a little good pork chop going, okay? So, you know, do that. You know, do that. Let me know how it goes, okay? You know, make sure you cook it all the way through. We the boys don't want you getting the gut rot. You know what I'm saying? That, that really mess up your day. I had that, had that back in 73, but uh, anyhow, yeah. So, you boys was talking about uh, the fly fishing there, and uh, uh, y'all, y'all were, <laughs> tell you what. I ain't never laughed so much in my life. Y'all was talking about rubber girl legs and floppy danglers and whippy eggs or some some wormy worm. I don't even I don't even know, but anyhow, you know what I'm saying. But you know, no voting, that's some goofy names, you know what I'm saying? I mean really you just bust out a Zebco sixty six and put a nightcrawler on there and catch some fish, you know what I'm saying? But uh anyhow, uh yeah, so uh, but, you know, I got a question for you boys. Y'all talk about them goofy names, all right? 
And I'm just wondering, uh, you know, what's your top three favorite, all right, fly bug lure dealy there's, uh, you know, your top three favorite named ones, okay? Because they got some silly names y'all done talk. Y'all done said some, a few that were just downright just hilarious. But uh, anyhow, so I'm just curious about that. But, uh, you know, we just got night crawlers, you know what I'm saying? But uh, anyhow, you know. Well, that's pretty much it. You know, we're getting after it. All right, got another crew down here. Got them Yankees down here again. You know, they like to come down and kill pigs, you know. So, hey, I'm all good with it because we got them groceries. All right, we got them groceries. So, anyhow, that's pretty much it. Uh, uh, this here is Wood Tip Pickle Chip, and y'all have a good week. Oh, that was great. I just want to say thanks again to Woodtip for inviting us out. Oh, yeah. To go hunt. That was a great weekend. Woodtip is a stand-up Texan. Uh, Cliff, what do you think your uh, top three name flies are? Funny names. Um, man, none of them are podcast appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. There's some good ones out there, though. That I think the the flounder is probably the most ri- ridiculous. The flounder, yeah. The, the flounder fly, yeah. I don't the think the leather it's a, boot. I don't think it's a a funny name. We can call it the leather boot. I the like Lucasi. I like calling leather, it the, the Lucasi. <laughs> I like that. Um, Wooly booger, to me, is always fun to say. Is it booger? I say like, booger. Like when you pick your nose, or is it bugger? I say booger. Booger. Wooly I would booger. say booger. Um, booger. Wooly booger. The purple haze I like a lot, too. That's a good fly, too. Yeah, I've caught a, a lot fly. of trout on that fly. Yeah. Ian, what about you, man? Top three funniest named flies. Dude, I love the carp nasty. Carp nasty. Carp nasty. Solid fly. Uh, you know, did I would name them or just general names? Just general names, like flies that are already out there that have funny names. Dude, I don't know. That's a good question. I kind of fish with the same like five classic flies. What are two of those flies? What are just what are two of those flies that you fish with? I typically fish with woolly buggers, clouser minnows, poppers. Shrimp pattern, crab pattern, or crab pattern, pardon me. Um, I still have a ton of Christmas Island specials. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, uh, zebra midges, stuff like that. Okay. Okay. So I think I could come up with some funny name ones because I, I think uh, since I've ordered a lot of flies in the past, I have a pretty – Good vocabulary of flies. Um, Matt Benetize, like the lunch money is fire. Yep. Yep. I would have to say, as far as like names, not flies that I necessarily always fish, Purple Nurple is a solid fly name. Wow. There's a mouse called Master Splinter. Oh, Ninja Master Turtle. Spl- yep, Master Splinter. That's a great fly, too. For bass or even browns at night. Yep. And then... um Redfish crack. It just rolls off the tongue. And I, I was going to say redfish it. crack. I was going to say redfish yeah. crack. Yeah. I like it. Yep. Yeah. Those are some. Uh, oh, uh, what's the uh, tropical fruit one? Uh, fruit medley? Fruit medley. I don't know if I know that It's one. the deer hair popper that has a certain colors. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
Cock, uh, yeah, fruit cocktail. Fruit cocktail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. Yep. And then uh, Sex Dungeon. It's always a good one. Yeah. Say that's the one I was trying <laughs> what? Not to say. Yeah, that's the Kelly Gallagher. Someone Gallo- named a fly that? You didn't yeah, know that, dude. Ian? That's like a, a no, big time fly. Yeah. That was the one I had in mind when I said it's not really podcast appropriate. <laughs> I was minding my tongue, actually. Yeah. <laughs> For the first bad. time. Um, there's one that's Morning Wood, too. Oh, yeah, that, was, wow. that one's definitely on the list. <laughs> what do you guys? What do you guys think is the most effective fly overall for everything? Oh, dude, corny worm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the most can. effective fly for everything is that what you said, Ian? Yeah. Uh, the clouds or minnow has caught more species of fish yeah, than any other fly. That's mine as well. Yep. But clouds are for trout. It's not my go-to. No, but trout eat bait fish, and a clouser is a bait fish. I just never think about it. I I'm have just... caught. A trout on a, a hill country clouser, Zach. Oh, really? It's not what people would go to for trout, but it will catch them. It'll so work. if you're like looking to like, I'm gonna pick one fly to fill my box and catch as many species as possible. The clouser is. You know, I don't throw clouses that often. I just never. I, I throw th- them at the salt at salt water way more than I do fresh water. Yeah, I just feel like they're not. They're just not sexy enough. You know what I mean? Like they're just not that fancy. It's basic and it I gets throw the job them for done. Bass. I like a clouser yeah, for bass. You know what? And that I I type like a tiny clouser, but it's like the the everything is about as long as the actual hook shank itself, and it gets a job. If done. If you want to catch white bass, everyone's using clousers. Yeah, I have some for that reason specifically. Um, yeah, those are some. I've always tried to come up with like creative names, uh, but. Seems like every time I see a fly name, like was looking through a catalog or something and see a fly name, I was like, ah, they beat me to the punch. <laughs> they beat me to the punch. I, and I'm not a creative enough, creative enough fly tire to be coming up with my own patterns anyway. So that's like a, uh, you know, not going to happen anyway. That I'm going to be like creating some revolutionary fly that gotta, deserves to be named. You got to patent your own fly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that's a good question, Woodtip. This episode is brought to you by the NHL on TNT. When it comes to hockey, the Stanley Cup playoffs are built different. Experience the intensity and insanity on the ice and off it. From now through June on TNT and TBS. Get ready for seven game rounds of knockdowns, dragouts, pressure, and agony as teams go head-to-head without ever letting up. The Stanley Cup playoffs are known for more than just a few cracked ribs and black eyes. Pushing through the pain is the name of the game. With so much edge-of-your-seat action, you'll refuse to shave or change your jersey. Don't say we didn't warn you. Ready to feel the rush? Watch the Stanley Cup playoffs now on TNT and CBS. This episode is brought to you by Cox Contour TV. Sometimes it's hard to decide what to watch, but Cox Contour TV helps make that decision easier. Enjoy live TV, on-demand programs, DVR recordings, and music all in one place. And only with the sound of your voice with the Contour Voice Remote. Plus, catch the golf and basketball action you've been waiting for on the Contour Sports app. Learn more at Cox, cox.com slash contour. Um, are you guys ready to do some articles? Yeah, dude, let's do it. All right, Cliff is up first. That 
goes on a lot longer than I thought it would. Well, usually Ian's like, hey, we're going to go now. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, TPW or TPW Commission takes emergency action in the Laguna Madre for spotted sea trout. This article was posted March 25th, 2001. Uh, on March 24th, the Texas Parks and Wildlife Commission took emergency action to change the bag and size limits on uh, spotted sea trout in the upper and lower Laguna Madre due to the coastal freeze and subsequent fish kill in February 2021. New regulations for spotted sea trout in the bays and the beachfronts of the Laguna Madre include a three-fish bag limit, a minimum size of 17 inches, a maximum length of 23 inches. Uh, No fish over 23 inches may be retained. So they put a slot limit in? Yes. Okay, because it was... Well, there was a slot limit already. But it was huge. Yeah, it was... It It was was like a 30, right? Yes. Or 28? Yes. Uh, these changes will take uh, effect on April 1st, so get them while you can, boys. <laughs> That's uh, crazy. They, I didn't know. They, I mean, they turned that around pretty fast, like yeah. about a month, a little over a month. Uh, April 1st, invalid up to 120 days, but may be extended another 60 days if warranted. And I guess by that time, though, they could... They would know a little bit more information on the... But then they could change it permanently once the new licenses come out, right? I guess they could. I don't know. I don't, I'm don't. i assuming it has to go some sort of, like, panel that votes on it or something. I'm or... sure. N- I don't know. I think it's based off the biologist's recommendations. And they just kind of, the like, part. go from there. So, I mean, I think when the new licenses come out, if they think that the uh, if they think that the species is back up to snuff they or sustainable, they'll probably revert it back yeah. or they'll leave it. I don't know. Uh, hard for me to believe that it's going to be back up to what it was. Um, the Laguna Madre encompasses two bay systems, upper and lower Laguna Madre. It ranges from south of the JFK Causeway near Corpus Christi, including the adjacent uh, beachfronts from P- the Pickery Channel to the Rio Grande River in South Texas. The emergency action will be reevaluated once ad- additional data is gathered by coastal fisheries. Biologists during the spring sampling season, the information will provide a better indication of the freeze impact on fish populations. Um, Biologists expect this type of management action to result in an increase in population numbers since more uh, mature fish are left in the water to spawn during the spring through summer spawning season. This coupled with spotted sea trout production at the TPWD coastal fish hatcheries will accelerate recovery. That's, um, I don't know, it's pretty neat. I'm glad that they are doing something right now. It's all like, yeah, because clearly like you, when we went down there, you talked to anybody, the trout got hit hard. I mean, like, well, all the pictures you saw, it was all right. just trout for the most part. Yeah. I mean, like other things got white, got hit. But the trout are just the things. Trout and mullet got hit harder than just about anything. I stepped away for your article. Yeah, uh, thanks for that. Sorry. C- I, C- there trout. was an emergency. But 
Uh, have to poop. <laughs> that was a quick one if I did. <laughs> um, but summarize what your article was before I comment on something that you may have already said. TPWD, uh, they placed a new limits on spotted sea trout. Mm-hmm. And a slot uh, limit. Yeah. So or a narrow slot limit. It's three. Three fish, 17 three. to 23 inches? Yes. And it was like... And you're not allowed to keep anything over 23. Mm-hmm. So it's not like if you had an oversized fish tag, you can keep it. It's all... Yeah. So I had read articles that said the sea trout population was reduced by 50%. Yeah. Due to the freeze. Mm-hmm. Well, they think like, and like also, two to four million fish. Also, there's a point, and I don't know what it is, there's a point in a trout size where it can go from laying like... A female mm-hmm. goes from laying like thousands of eggs to over a million eggs. So the slot limit is probably one of those deals to protect those fish that are big enough where it's not like the the it, the amount of eggs that they produce is it's, worth preserving yeah. based on their size. And great. Yeah. I, I, I Anything have, that helps uh, in this instance, I think. I'm another thing you missed is it goes in effect April 1st and is going to last 120 days at minimum. And okay. then they can extend it out another 60 days so. past that. Um, Joke's on you. And then we were kind of discussing what are they going to do when the new licenses come out? Because that would be about the time that new licenses are starting to roll yeah, out. Yeah, 120 plus 60. Yes, I'd be right around August six months or, from now. Yeah. A little over, but... Yeah. So we were saying, do you think that they're going to keep it what it is normally, or is it going to stay this three fish, 17 to 23 inches type deal? Mm -hmm. Um, And I said, I think that's kind of going to be up to the biologist if they think that the resource is sustainable and back to where it needs to be. Yeah. Which it sounds like they're hopeful that it will be, Mm -hmm. uh, because this is definitely going to be during the spawning season for them. Um, and TPWD is working with the local hatcheries to kind of focus more on spotted sea yeah, trout. Yeah, I know they were hit the, from what I've read, they were by far hit the hardest, and uh, it's good, it, you know. Um, no complaints from me. I don't really keep trout anyway, so it doesn't affect me one way or the other. I just want to Rubs. be able to keep catching them. Yeah. Yeah. So... All right. All right. You done, Cliff? Yep. Uh, just so you know, it, the daily bag was five, and then it was between 15 to 25 inches. So they narrowed it just a little bit. Okay. Cool. Um, you want me to go next, Seth? Yeah, dude. Okay. okay. In three, two. All right. A little bit of a sad story for my article today. Uh, this is from I got this article from two sources Bass Master website and Meat Eater. Uh, a college angler was killed during a fishing tournament. When? Uh, this was like within the last week. This article was published on March 17th. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so yeah. what happened? So, basically, uh, 18-year-old, he was a freshman in Erskine College where he competed in interla- inter- 
collegiate bass fishing team. Um, Hunt was killed when his boat struck a piece of debris, which then went over the boat and struck him. Wait, so what went over the boat? So he hit a piece of debris. I don't think they know what it is. Okay. And then the debris went, like, flew into the air uh-huh. and hit him and killed him. That's like a freak. Like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. Um, it was a nighttime tournament. They were heading back to the dock at 11.41 p.m. when the accident occurred. A fellow student was on the boat but was unharmed. Um, so it was at night. Okay, so they probably didn't see see what was happening. Yeah, they, they were participating in an overnight bass fishing tournament. Okay. Um, Hunt was a two-time Bassmaster High School All-State Angler and competed in the Carhartt Bassmaster College Series. Uh, his coach said Hunt was destined for a career in tournament fishing, but he'll be remembered for more than catching bass. Um Everyone says that fishing for a living is our dream, but Jack was one of the very few in the area that was a true rising star in the making. Outside of fishing, he was such a loving guy. He always talked about the importance of faith. Jack always had a smile on his face, even at the worst times. Um, so, yeah. Uh, super sad story. Wish his family the best right now. Um, family and friends wishing them the best right now. Um, just kind of a, you know, like... We read stories and we're like, well, you know, what could you have done better when kind of tragedy happens? But this just seems like a total, like, accident, yeah. Unex- yeah. you know, freak accident. So, dang, man. So, who wants to follow that up? Yeah. It's either Ian or Zach. Ian, you want to go? I'll go. All right, cool. Ian. Uh, hey, one second, we'll cue you, okay? Okay, this is actually two years ago, but I thought this was interesting. This is from theguardian.com. What are you guys laughing at? <laughs> Nothing. Go on. <laughs> just just continue. You're good. Jaguar kills eight other animals after escaping from zoo enclosure. What? Yeah, this is two years ago. This happened in um, New Orleans. Eight animals, this is a direct quote, eight animals have died after a jaguar escaped from its habitat at the Audubon Zoo in New Orleans and mauled them. (laughs) An alpaca and a fox died on Sunday, the day after the male jaguar killed four alpacas, one emu, and one fox. So it did it in like one day. The jaguar was captured and returned to its night house after being sedated by a vet team. So it just like went out? Dude, yeah, it went on a spree. <laughs> like no as fast as it were... can. It was like, we're going to take yeah. out as much as we can do right now. <laughs> I didn't quite say one day, but I'm ass- um, I'm assuming it was one day because they probably noticed it was gone. No people were hurt, and the zoo reopened on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> Jag the Ripper. Yeah. Jag Wait, the actually, Ripper. <laughs> dude, Jag the Ripper. If you think about it, it is not clear how the animal it. escaped. Zoo officials' inspections found that the roof was compromised. Um, let's see if there's any good quotes. Uh, can you imagine that? Like, that's like a zoo's worst nightmare, right? Like, they invest money into those things, and it's just like... Oh, yeah. Reminds me of the guy who uh, had his own little cat farm and then let them all free. Joe this, Joe this thing was named... Was, not Joe Exotic. was not this Joe in Exotic. New Mexico? No, I mean, in, in uh, Oklahoma? Yeah, no, it was in Ohio. The animal was named Valerio. Valerio? Dude, that's impressive, man. Like four emus. Four emus. What else? 
Uh, okay, hold on. Let me go back to it. Um, it killed four. I'm sorry, four alpacas, one emo, and an emo and a fox. Yeah, <laughs> like in one day. Yeah, dude. It like destroyed some stuff. So, do they catch it or do they have to kill it? Okay, yeah, here's a better article. This article is from Spokesman.com. The big cat was reported at 7:20 a.m. before the zoo opened. By 8:15, it had been spotted, tranquilized, and returned to its enclosure. Like Wait, a, so it, it did it like 45 minutes? It must have just been on a spree, dude. Just been like, not even like eating anything. Just like, you're dead. You're I'm dead. I'm telling you're you, dead. Jag the Ripper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, they're killing machines. Oh, here we go. Interview with Doug Kress, Chief Executive, World Association of Zoos and Aquariums. Once again, this is from the spokesman, said, these accidents happen, you know, on some kind of reoccurring basis around the world. <laughs> he said, and it's because you're dealing with animals that at their genetic core are built different. They are designed to be wild. Wild. Wow. So 45, or yeah, no, 50, my math's not great. <laughs> 65 minutes. So an hour and five minutes, it killed all those animals. Can you imagine just being a zookeeper and just watching that carnage? No, it'd be crazy. Yeah, and you, I wouldn't want to get in the middle of that either. No. Nope. No. Thanks, Ian. That was a great article. That's pretty neat. That's pretty neat. That's pretty neat. Are right, you guys ready? We're ready. Yeah. So today, guys, I bring you the story of The Mermaid. The mermaid. Yeah. Or merfolk, as they've been known to be called. Uh, They don't enjoy being called merpeople. I've never heard them called merpeople. Merfolk, mermaid, mermen. Merkins. Merkins. What's a merkin? So, yeah. So, uh, the mermaid, right? Now, as you guys know, folklore tells us that they have the head and upper body of a lady and then the tail or the backside of a fish. You know, I've seen one of those at the uh, San Antonio uh, aquarium. aquarium. Really? Yeah, a girl was had a mermaid tail. She was sit, swimming in the pool with all the uh, stingrays. Hey, you pay somebody five bucks at the state fair. Who knows what you'll see. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's hard to narrow down the exact origin uh, mainly because, like, sailors have been traveling across the world for so long, right? They've been going from port to port, and uh, just about every major country, area, region of the world has some sort of mermaid, merfolk story. Um, but when do you they guys... Does it always have to be uh, a lady? No, it's a merman sometimes, too. Yeah, that's Actually, what I thought. originally... Was mermen more often, but over time it became uh, women. Oh, they're way more like enticing, right? Like, that's why sailors did it. You know, um, when do you guys think that mermaids are first kind of like talked about? Ooh, didn't they talk about it in the Iliad or Homer's uh, Odyssey? Going to talk about it, similar but different. Those were sirens. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, we're going to talk about the differences. Are you talking about when they tied Homer to the? Uh, uh... To the last, like, yeah, yeah, so he could hear him, yeah, yeah, but that wasn't, um, those are sirens, sirens, but I think, Merfolk. I think that those I think it's the same thing, yeah, uh, or they tied Odysseus, not Homer, yeah. sorry, yeah, Homer <laughs> yeah. was the one. So, what, what year do you guys think? Well, now you got me all confused because I was thinking BC if that was the case, okay. but um, I'm going to probably say 14. 
a an Israeli like a coastal Israeli town actually offered a million dollars if somebody could prove that a mermaid lived in this waters because there's lots of tourists and people who had said they had seen mermaids flipping around jumping out of the water near their um near their town um as we know fishermen sailors travelers all claim to see these mermaids after they've been out at sea for months and months at a time. So that's why a lot of people actually believe that these sailors were sealing, seeing uh, seals, dugongs, um, and uh, manatees and stuff like that. And, you know, they after spending months at sea, they wanted to see, you know, what they were missing the most, which would be ladies. So uh, some believe that seeing a mermaid, mermaid, like I said, would be an omen. Uh, along their journey, like if you started off and you saw a mermaid right at the beginning, you'd be like, oh man, something bad is going to happen along our trip. We don't know what it is, but most of the time they believed it would be a storm, but it could be a shipwreck, right? It could be like awful things. So that's it. Stories of mermaids. That was pretty interesting. They've been around for a long time. They're, I believe they are our oldest creature so far. Yes. At 1000 BC. Yep. See, if you, you confused me when you said it's different than a siren, and then I started thinking, when were people majority on massive ships that were going trans-oceanic? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were right with, with saying, like, Homer, because then, like, stories of mermaids really started to spread around, around 300 B.C. to 30 B.C., and... um that's kind of right around that same era. Yeah. But, yeah. Cool. Um, you guys want to hear my deer story? No? I think it's getting we about time. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can say the deer story till next week. Yeah. Unless we have a guest next week. I'll just hold on to the deer story. Keep our listeners on their toes. Yeah. Um, Ian, do you have some closing yeah. words of wisdom for tonight? Yeah, man, I would just say, and this goes into an article that I wrote, you know, things with COVID are ending in book as many trips as you can right now. Um, Texas is 100% open. And I, Landon, did you read the blog article I wrote? I did. Yeah. Go out and We'll do this. If you're getting a stimulus check, use it for fly fishing. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> or hunting. Or hunting. If you're getting it, pump money into our favorite industries. So. Yeah. I think that's good. That's a good, good little bit of wisdom. Yeah. Or donate it to Honey Hole Hangout. Yeah, I did. Actually, <laughs> or, I did. No, don't, we, we don't want. I want their money. Donation. No. Uh, I don't, I don't think. As a donation. Um, or they can buy stuff from no, the I online store. Go online. Buy a sticker. Buy a sticker, but have fun. Yeah. That's the key thing. Help us out a little bit. We really appreciate it. And we have some, we're in the works for some fun new things for Honey Hole. So if y'all are like longtime listeners and you're interested in like exclusive podcast content, um, we have some things in the works that might be, might be interesting to you. Um, and so we'll, we'll have more words on that in the coming months, coming weeks. Not months, coming weeks. For sure. All right, guys. Uh, Anybody got anything else? I don't think so. Nope. All right. Here we go.
Let's go get some canes. Yes. <laughs>